in the cabbage. Right, let's get it. Test, test, test. Yeah, we're live. Welcome to In the Cabbage. <laughs> this is crazy. This, this is pretty bananas right now <laughs> that we're actually doing this. I'm Tommy Sweat. Andrew Witt. Please subscribe. Please listen. Please download. Like. Just a reminder. Keep swinging. Welcome back to In the Cabbage. I'm your boy, Tommy Swain. To my right, or your left, Andrew Witt. What up, fam? One day, the video. What up, fam? And we're <laughs> on the uh, precipice right here. Wow, what a uh, word. <laughs> what a Coming word. out with straight bangers right now. I don't know where that came from. That one's straight out of the locker room. I don't right. know. I've never used that before. You reached down in there. and you pulled that out. We're on the edge of the Masters week. Oh, and could not be any more better timed up with the with leading right up to the bachelor party. And my God, do we have a great episode for you all today. Oh, yeah. Plenty of um, talks of golf. So if you're not a golf fan, prepare to be one for the next hour. <laughs> it's coming your way. Um, lots of us breaking down our weekend round. Bachelor party, masters, ball, all this great stuff. We're going to just get in here with the cozy corner people, huh? And we give yourself a hell of an episode. I'm going to lead right into my weekend, buddy. Kick us off, bud. Mainly just to go off route. Today I did nothing. Clean the house, normal house. Let's, let's get to the nitty gritty here. Yeah, let's give let's the get people the, what they want. So we played, me and Mikey went to our club in Ukaipa. Yep. Played a yellow men, ball tournament. Men's club. Men's club. Give us the format, what yellow club or yellow ball means. Yeah, so men's club, Ukaipa golf course, and Ukaipa, you know, city next to Redlands. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, wait, was there a different name for the golf course? I'm like, nope. Okay, we're good. Um, the tournament was yellow ball. So yellow ball is you and your partner choose what holes you want to play, odd or evens. And oh, you, nice. It's a two-man event. Yeah. And you, oh, alternate, you alternate the same golf ball throughout the whole round. Gotcha, gotcha. And the, golf balls, the, the yellow golf ball is the only one that score counts for. Got it. If you lose the golf ball... Audi. Tournament's done. Got it. Got and it. And the war you find it, tournament's done. On the other side of the fence, tournament done. The only time the tournament isn't done is if there's water in the sand bunker and you can't find it in there. Okay. So that was the only um, agreed upon rule. That's cool. Um, I would do terrible in that. I average like three, four lost golf balls around, dude. Yeah, you have to play a bit more strategic. Of course, you which is fun. I love those kind of formats. It makes you change your game a little bit because you actually need to like plot your way around with that yellow golf ball a little bit more. I normally, on average, I would say since I've started picking up my golf scoring, I probably only lose a golf ball around. Yeah, that's nice. Maybe. That's next for my game for sure. That's maybe a golf ball around. Now, do I hit some out of bounds and I find it right there? For sure. Like, but I don't... Um, lose a lot of golf balls um i was pretty nervous going to this tournament for mikey and myself last year we lost in a hole three that's a that's a quick trigger pull right we there. shouldn't have lost on hole three it should have been found but we put one to the right of the hole it was up on a hill probably got stuck in a hole and we never found it Mm. So unfortunate. That's another thing too is that you can have those tournaments and just get a bad break. You can like hit a cart path and not even hit that bad of a shot right. and just like skyrockets out of bounds. You're like, oh Which my god, almost happened to us on hole one. 
So um, even if you find it on the other side of the fence, like it's out of yeah, bounds. Out of bounds. Out of bounds. Even if what you if, reach over and grab it. What if it is t- technically a lateral hazard? What if it is a lateral red stake? Because if it's red stake and you can still play red stakes. Okay. This Got is it. a drop. Got it. It's talking about OB. OB. Water and fence line. Yep. So I was, me and Mikey talked about, and we didn't give a fuck about score. We didn't care if we shot 115. We just wanted to save our golf ball. That so you're taking a, like six, seven hour off the tee sometimes. Sometimes we're doing that. And that's a course to do it too because remind me how far it is, like 61, 6,200 yards? It's like 62, 63. Yeah. And off the whites too, maybe even a no, go like shorter. I think 62, 63 off okay. the whites. Okay, nice. Um, so hole number one, my and Mikey start strategizing. There's a hole. Are you taking odd or even? I'm going odd. Okay. Which Mikey claims are the harder holes. Okay. Um, Here you go, put daddy in charge. That's fine. There's a <laughs> hole there that Mike calls, that's famous, called Mike's Lagoon. And oh he, he puts a golf ball in there every <laughs> time we play golf. So that's an odd hole. So we had to switch that out. Oh, I see. So that's a, that's an odd hole. So I had to play that hole. Of course. I also have a huge problem with number two on this golf course. I have no idea why. So there Mikey takes two. Play to your strengths. Right. So we start off. Um, should I just give the score and then give the recap? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to I hear what you guys shot. So I shot a, uh, as a team, we shot an 88. Whoa. We saved our with golf. With the yellow ball? With the yellow and ball. And you saved it the whole time? The whole time. <gasps> wow. We were playing what golf. What round for we the were, boys. We were losing it. Absolutely losing it. Holy shit, I shot That's nine, crazy. I shot 91 because we also agreed that on odd holes that we weren't playing, we were splitting skins. So every hole that we weren't playing, we were going for birdies. That's a great. That's a great move. So, at the other person, we are all splitting skins. So, closest to pin. If you're not playing, you're firing. Right. The other person's playing super safe. The other person's giving the other person lines. If you don't have a birdie shot, we're trying. Wow. We are. We are playing. The team, team and the vibes were just all at. I hit. I hit driver off the deck on a par five. <laughs> like we we were going for it on the when you don't have the yellow ball and we were drinking. So we were we were having a blast. Mikey shot ninety. Dude, I that blows my mind. Still great scores by the two of you. Right. Especially going like balls to the wall like that. You're trying to go and, and shoot low scores on those mm-hmm. holes. But the fact that you guys shot better with the yellow ball, there might be something to that. I, that's why I, I think it was so cool because I think I've said it on this podcast before. Mikey has been struggling to find his swing a bit. Mm-hmm. And he ditched his driver around hole, like his third or fourth hole in. Okay. And he went five wood. And let me tell you, that mm-hmm. man hits the five wood 280. And it's a rocket and it's dead straight. He also de-lofts his club so much that maybe right. the five wood is kind of that sweet spot of him like launching it really because well. He also with good can spin. hit like an iron. And he hits his irons like that. Yeah. So it legitimately just, it's a low bullet that's like, I mean, uh, it's too low for a, a shot normally, mm-hmm. but he hits that thing so hard. It's not leaving like head high. It's it's a bull above <laughs> head high, but <laughs> it much. is home. It is. It's humming out there. Uh, dude, it's traveling. Yeah. And it was so, because he, I would hit, I would bomb one. My driver was so on too. I hit like. What two, is your driver not on? Two sixty-five, two seventy down the middle, like, At like every time. Nine times out of ten. Right. I think I missed like one fairway. 
dude, that's ridiculous. Uh, wow, love to hear that. Okay, you can dive a little bit more right. in, into this so, a little bit. Hold number one, Mikey. We start off on eighteen, so Mikey's got to start us off. Yeah, dog leg right. And I, I'm feeling the nerves, and Mikey and me are both like, "All right, here we go." Yeah, like we're starting. And Mikey takes a chunky five wood right off the rip. Okay. So he puts it to like 20, 30 yards out. Okay. No big Whatever. deal. No big deal. I told him like all. We're we, safe. We exactly You're safe. What we said. We're safe. That was the key word for the week. That was the key word for the round. Right. You can get a double bogey, triple bogey. That's fine. Keep us in play. Just keep us in the game. Right. Then he because you never know what's going to happen. You, I don't know how many groups there are out there, but you could easily have, let's call it thirty groups. Mm-hmm. You can easily have twenty of those groups not make it through. I think fifteen. There was seventeen groups and seven made it back with the ball. So just give yourself a chance, right? So just give yourself a shot at making the tournament. Um, so my he hits, then he's gonna cut the cut the dog leg right, but he thunders a seven iron out of there, hits the cart path in front of it. And the thing takes off. Oh, no. And there's an out-of-bounds fence on the other side of this. Oh, boy. It hits. Just shaking in your boots. Hits the tree and, like, starts to trickle up the hill and stops. I see it stop before Thank the fence line. goodness. And me and him are like, <laughs> And now you have to play with this golf ball for the rest of the round. So it's a little it gets, scratched so up. So if it gets scuffed up, you kind of just got to play with this yeah. boy. So we find it. Mikey's and me are kind of shaking, and I'm, you know, being positive, like whatever, dude. Fuck it. It's Cause there. Because the, the one thing you're doing is you put in all the strategy, and the worst thing you could do is just hit it out of bounds on hole one or hole two, right. and, and, and I, do worse and I, than he did last and year. I agreed, <laughs> and I agreed that, like, me and him both agreed that, like, if you lose the ball, no big deal. We're just gonna uh, have fun, of course. So he then does a hybrid punch shot, um, and then hits the cart path again. And sends it. <laughs> You're going double scuff ball? Yeah, double scuff ball right <laughs> off the rip, dude. Off the back end of it. He ends up like rescuing it for a double. Okay, no Which, big deal. I'm like, cool, buddy. If you're going double cart path and like you're knocking it and punching out double, fine. No I just thought deal. it was so funny. We almost started off by losing the ball. Um, from the rest of the round in, we basically, when Mikey ditched his driver, I think the problem with Mikey's driver is that he puts it to center, and since he de-lofts the ball so much, He's not getting he, never, he never gives him that chance to get yeah, around on the ball. I can definitely see that. And he doesn't feel comfortable putting the ball on the super front of his foot and teeing it up higher, which was my suggestion. I'm like, you need to put that thing on like the front of your like pinky toe on mm-hmm. your left foot. Just because that's for like feel wise, like you know, I right? mean, like basically put it there because he de-lofts that dude. He hits it like he is like yeah punching on it. Yeah, it's he's like a, a stinger. Almost. He is attacking down on the thing. And he hammers it like if he gets a hold of one. You know, we're also every yardage we're doing ten less. So if it's one twenty, it's one ten for him because even if he lands at that one ten distance, you gotta assume about ten yards that's of rollout yeah, for him. That's crazy. So that's that crazy. really just helped him out. Just to paint you all a picture, that's how low his his shots come out. It's, it's they're pretty fiery. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say his golf swing's bad. It's just the way he impacts. It's so crazy. Yeah, he compresses the fuck out of it. If he just learned how to like somewhat lessen it up and get it up in the air a bit more, he hit that thing like. I mean, he hit about as far as you would. Yeah. He impacts it so well. And mm-hmm. he's got those long arms of his that he can really just whip on gr- those He's things. got some gorilla arms Dude. on him. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, obviously on the holes I wasn't playing, I like doubled or tripled just for because I'm firing at pins or I'm not so interested in my game as sure. much as I'm trying to caddy for him. Sure. And vice versa, when he's playing, he's firing at pins and he's trying to like keep me 
in it, you know, or whatever. Um, we went like birdie par 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 on at one point for us with the yellow ball. Wow. Um, Mikey, o- Mikey almost got man. a hole in one. Holy cow! He was with one, the yellow ball? Yeah, one one foot. You guys like, are three just careering. Inches. Careering with that thing. I mean, it was unreal, the amount of uh, talent the boys were showing. Um, from so 110 so yards in real quick, I didn't miss a green. That's a, that's a beautiful thing. Dude, dude. I, I'm dialing up, oh, 63 yards on the green. Six, Love like that. Five, six feet. I think that's just because of, do you feel like it's the reps as well? It's the reps now. And it's also like these quarter half swings I just feel real comfortable with. I also know the golf course super well. Um and the greens were punched and aerated, which was a bummer because yeah. the putting was pretty inconsistent, which I was hoping I would get better reps on because the putting has not been there. Um, it's okay. You just worry about speed at that point, you know. And if it goes in, it goes in. I think I, t- I, think I three-putted one putt. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, man, it was just super fun. Me and Mikey, I'm on. <laughs> so I have the ball. Uh, Mikey's getting me a little sauced up on the course. <laughs> But he likes to call himself a drink, drink uh, consultant. His goal in life is to keep people <laughs> at that line. Yeah, the good line. Right. And he loves to, like, play with your line, you know what I mean? And he's like, got to do a sip here, do a sip here. And whatever, I'm having fun with it. Uh, normally, I wouldn't have that many drinks. I think I had, like, five or six beers and, like, half a martini That's, or something. You're getting a little sauced up for you. Usually, yeah. you keep it like that three, four drink for the, for the round. Yeah, maybe a double and, like, a beer. Mm-hmm. That's about like about it for me. Um, but he was, we were having a blast, and we were keeping the vibes high. That's super cool. Mikey played out of his mind. He could have easily shot an eighty-eight. That's crazy, dude. But he like doubled the last one because he went for a hero shot. So let me ask you this: mm-hmm. with the yellow ball, because you guys were like going back on the birdie par 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 situation. Mm-hmm. Do you think that has to do with the fact that it's just a maybe more of a heightened sense of clarity of what you are, what you need to do to keep the ball one in play, but more so play the right shot? Right. I think that. Do you think that maybe it resulted in a better score 100%. for the for the both of you? I would say that it was very clear to me, and I think to Mikey as well. He's like, "Wow, that's really says something, doesn't?" I'm like, "Yeah, that's like how I normally try to play golf now." Sure. I think that touches a lot on you know some of the videos that we watch with the fixing franking series on YouTube. It, it there is a very clear and very um, distinct shot that you need to hit for a given situation, and and then there's another option that you could do that's you know a little bit more of a higher risk, high reward situation. But the majority, vast of the time, you should just play that consistent, quote unquote, boring shot. But don't, like that, don't is, get out of your pocket. Yeah, you don't need to swing out of your shoes ever. Just club up if you don't have enough distance. Sure. Don't put yourself in a hero shot moment where there's just so much negative to it. Like, for example, hole number two, why I hate it. It's a dog leg left. There's bunkers over my cut zone. So if I end up hitting it straight, I'm almost always on those bunkers and everything funnels left underneath trees. And too far right, you're up on a hill. It's also an awkward distance. You can go for it, but there's all these shitty bunkers around it and the landing zones aren't that great either. So it's a difficult hole for me. Um, And everything became very clear when Mikey was playing it because we just played it. Like we counted the yardage back to the front bunker and we said, we just don't want to be in the front bunker. And I said, what club are you comfortable with? You know, what iron would you, if in your hands, do you feel comfortable with? He's like, sure. Pitching wedge. 
So even if we had to lay up with another seven iron, that's it was what like you got to do. Driver, seven iron, pitching wedge, two putt par. Sure. And that was the goal, just to get out of number two with a par. And we did it. And he hit, he was going to hit a six iron for more distance. And I said, no, no, just lay up with that seven. And right, get I yourself watch, to that 140 watch, number. Because even if you have to hit a nine iron or an eight iron, that's still more comfortable than you being in that bunker, right? And he's like, yeah. He hits a beautiful um, seven iron, almost puts in the bunker. Sure. And, like, and he he's like, dude, we don't need to stretch that at all. Right. He almost, but he just hit so well. And he's like, dude, if I was a six iron, it would have been in the bunker. You're like, there it's, we go. Like, just take was, the bunker out of play. Like, just clutch. Because you, you have to remember, like, this is when in Star, I'm like, you rolled the ball 10 yards. So even your layup shots need to be more conservative because you have to assume you're going to compress the fuck out of the ball. Sure. Um, it was just super fun. I had the last hole of the day to bring us home. Mm. Par five. Okay. You can lose the ball right. Oh, boy. Of houses. You have to pretty push it pretty far right. Uh, and then left is trees. Water left. Dead long. And bunker surrounding the hole. Oh God, that's not a that's not a closing hole you want. That could, it could all come crashing down. I've eagled that hole twice. That's special. So I'm I'm pretty comfortable with the hole. That means something there. Um, but the only reason why I am comfortable with the hole is because if I do get a hold of it and the wind's at my back, I'm about 200 in. So I'm okay hitting four irons and hybrids mm -hmm. to sure. a pretty accurate spot. Yep. But that wasn't the goal there. At that point, we just needed to save it. Right. So I went driver down the middle. I was a little nervous. Oof. Walked down and put it well, right cause down. Because you, you got woods and water right. left, houses right. Right. And and really thin bunkers and water. It's just all bad. So 265, 270 down the middle. Love that. Then I go, okay, now we have a decision to make here. I can either hit a five iron to a right bunker. That opens up the green full left, takes the water out left, but I can possibly sh like um, slice it with a five iron into the houses. Okay. Because the landing zone isn't too great. Okay. And I don't want to push it closer to the water. Of so course. I have to start it like basically in the middle of the hole. And, and I'm, I'm even shading a bit more right. So sure. that way I can get myself away from that water. I ultimately end up choosing like... I got seven or six iron because I'm like I don't want to hit a hybrid at all because I can re I, even if I, I haven't because if it, it doesn't cut then it's in the water and right. then you can easily overcut it and I'm gone and then you're gone because it's par five long. again right. so you're just like let me take and let me I take haven't seven, and six I haven't iron. hit a hybrid all day and I'm like I haven't hit a four iron all day haven't hit a five iron all day why so, try to do something new so I grabbed a seven or a six, I think I grabbed a six put it right shore of the bunker. Um, I'm so then you had like a 40, 50, 60 yard chip. I basically. had an 85 yard chip. Yeah. Well, and then that's no difference. Again, right. it's the same scenario when you were talking Mikey out of that situation of pulling seven instead of six. Right. So I, I'm 85 yards out. Now, here's another choice. Now I can go for birdie. Mm -hmm. But the 85 yards is hard for me. It's either a soft 50 wedge yeah. or a stepped on 56. Both of those. Are an issue because a stepped on 56 could be a blade and a soft 50 can be like a chunk left a dip and there's water left, long you and said right water left dead long mm -hmm. like there's some hood woods and um so what street. about did you hit a little 75 yard shot i hit i just a classic 65 yard wedge yeah just put it right me right to like a place where i can like try 30 a feet and, a 30 footer yeah 
missed Perfect. it for Tap birdie. It. Didn't make my par putt because I made an awful putt at it. Misread the break. It's okay, but you're alive. Tapped in bogey. We were freaking out. Um, just super fun. Shout yellow ball. Um, shout out Mikey. I mean, you got done. We got we got second. The drink kind of. Oh, I thought I was. That was gonna be my next question. You know, we uh, Mikey got close to the pin. He won a skin. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, he almost it's got a home. coming out party for Mike these yeah, days, he, dude. He, he won twenty six bucks on the skins, which I'll probably just let him keep it. And we won forty five each on the tourney. Love that, dude. Super and it, cool. that was our that was our green green fee because the greens were punched was forty five bucks. Oh my god, it's forty five to play there with the with the when the greens are punched. Yeah. Again, what I mean, this is not the greatest of tracks, but anytime you're playing golf for forty five bucks, you're like, it, yeah, it, yes, way please. more. It's way when the greens are nice, way more, way more. I would say it's like a fifty five dollar course. Yeah, okay. it's nice enough. And when the greens are good, like you have fun out there. I also picked up my two fifty for my hole in one. You my picked up your two fifty, two hundred fifty bucks for my hole. Oh, that's right, that's right, right. So you I had got, to throw that in there too. I got, the, I got, the, <laughs> I got my two fifty from the club, so that was cool. Um, I'm interested it's to kinda, hear. It's kind of perfect timing too. We're going right into the bachelor. I know. Weekend, I was like, dude. let me get that two hundred real quick. <laughs> I get paid Friday when we're out there, so I got a little extra money Friday night. Love that. Friday dude. and Saturday. Um, yeah, man. Let me hear about your round uh, today. You went and played a little Dove King with Chris it's, and Cam and John. Yeah. Shout out uh, little John Lindahl here. I got to play with our little audio editor Love real that. live time, man. It was good stuff. I haven't seen the man in a while. I haven't seen Cam in a bit. Uh, played golf with him a couple of times. And then shout out Chris for getting us out there at Dove Canyon. Just, you know, what a track. I know how you feel about the course. I, you know how I feel about the course. It's special. It might be the best, one of the best courses in Orange County. The price I haven't played Pelican, but Pelican's like four hundred dollars to play. Monarch's like three hundred. I mean, what else are you gonna get? It's a design by Jack Nicholas. It's a sick course. We played it for seventy five bucks. SoCal. You know, like it's just like really, it's really, it's really cool. So yeah, I ended up taking Katie down um, because her parents live like down the street from the course. So like, dropped her off, went to the course. You know, free range balls, you're hitting off grass. Ooh, you know, yourself a day, buddy. You know, it, it's it's a good little time over there. And um, we played a couple of different formats. But before we get into that, um, I hit the ball really well today, dude. Oh. Yeah, just really well. Just really solid. Love that our games are really, coming together really solid. So party. we played off the blue tees. Mm -hmm. uh, a little windy today, actually, back in the canyon. Mm -hmm. um, so tough conditions. Beautiful day, though. My Beautiful day. God. Like 72. It was just fantastic. Sunny, not yeah. cloud in the sky. No, it was fantastic. Awesome. The vibes were just... Immaculate. Were, yeah, it was all-time high. Um, given all the circumstances, I shot 81 today, dude. Oh, Andrew Witt. A shot in. <laughs> there he is. My man has been in the trenches fighting, digging. Dude, it's every been rough, inch, buddy. Dude. Shot 81 today, and I left a lot on the table, dude. You told me you hit eight greens in reg. Shot eight, yeah. Only had eight greens in reg out of 18. I obviously, out of 18. 81, though? And an 81, dude. You haven't shot. When's the last time you shot that low 80 score? It's been a minute. I couldn't tell you the last time. It's like summertime. Yeah. Like last summer. What did Chris shoot? 77. I almost got him. Damn. I, I was I was uh I was even through six. The real question, when was drunk Chris drunk? What hole was Chris uh, No. He had like two beers. 
Oh, Chris stayed sober. Chris was sober out there, dude. You never know. Chris might be drunk after two beers. I had, a, I had beers, like three, so. or f- I had like three, four beers. You know, just kept it. We kept it really mellow. A little Love Sunday, it. just kind of hanging out. Chris had like three beers by the end of the round. It awesome. was like two or something like that. But um, yeah, dude, I shot thirty-eight on the front, and then I really wow. I opened up the back nine, and I don't know what happened. I just kind of lost it for like four or five holes, and I was really bummed because I came out and went bogey, and then I went double, double, bogey, and bogey. And that was Rough. really, really deflating for me. Yeah. But I came back and I went, I think I went like par, par, par to finish or something like that. I mean, yeah. just to see that the golf swing's working for you again at a course from the Blues, how tough that course can be. Wind was gusting a good 15 miles an hour, a lot of elevation changes. You know, It'd there's tons of, tons of uh, drop-offs on the green left and right. Um, yeah, I hit six greens and reg on the front, two greens and reg on the back. Um and I lost it. It was it was bad. I three putted twice. One I like had no business like two putting. It was like a f- like fifty fit like footer like up the hill. It was really tough. And I like you know left it at like seven feet and then missed that seven footer. Right. Nope, no big deal. It was a bummer. I had three putted like from twenty five feet. I like blew it past like four like three or three and a half four feet and then pulled my next putt. And I was pissed about it. So definitely shouldn't have done that. But that's two shots right there. Lost a ball on a, with a six iron because it hit a cart path and just ricocheted out of bounds. That was a bummer. Bad shot by me. I towed it again. But, like, you know, I can't have that. And then I lost, like, two drivers off the tee. And I skied three drivers today. So, like, if we're looking at all of those shots, I'm not saying, like, all the three drivers shots that were skied. I lost one of those, but the other two were in play. Right. But I lost like 150 yards. So now I'm taking like, you know, hybrid into the green. Which and is I think a lot for you. It's, I mean, it's a lot compared to like taking nine iron or pitching wedge or wedge. Which is like where you live. Exactly. Right. So, and I, and I, of course, my miss was long today. Again, into the wind. I don't know how it happens, but I always manage to hit the ball long. I needed my caddy there today. I really I needed you there today <laughs> because if you were to help me out with a couple of club selections, I'm living today like at a 76. It's really simple because you look at me and you go, what am I doing wrong? I'm like, you missed everything long. Every everything. single club, just double club down. I take seven iron, you know, like from 200 to the middle of the green and I blast it out of the rough long on hole one. It just comes out screaming, and I hit it past, <laughs> dude. The bunker in the back what? hit it over the back bunker from two hundred out. I'm like, with a seven iron, with a seven iron, dude. You hit the ball ungodly far. It was downwind, and I yes, it, it was blowing a little bit, but yeah, I'm like, but ungodly 200 far. Two hundred to the middle. Yeah, maybe what the painters we? aren't working or something because that's ridiculous, dude. It was insane. So like that was a little bit of a bummer, but like still, but that was in the um, that was for I was chipping for eagle at that point, so like it was no big deal. Another one that w- that went long was like into the wind, you know, a little bit downhill. It was like the bunker in the back where like, you know, you get that weird. It's on like hole seven, I believe it is. You get the weird like drop off area to the left. But I hit an eight iron when I should have grabbed nine because I was like 170 away from the pin. I'm like, ooh, into the wind. It's probably playing like 180. And just flew the grain back of the bunker. I'm in jail. Maybe also the wind was above you guys. It wasn't into you as much. Yeah. I did try to play like a little like smooth and like knock down eight, but just flushed it just straight damn, in the back dude. bunker. I'm like, That's damn. so bad when you, uh, it's so demoralizing. Also like a good feeling for a miss is when you like flush one. 
Like I picked a chip super clean. Mm-hmm. I hit it like ten yards over the green. Yeah. And Mikey and me were bummed, but he was like, "Dude, but you picked that so well." And I'm like, right. "Yeah, like that's you can't get a that mad at. You can't get that mad at it. You know, right. that's you like be, that's my thought behind it." Right. And it was, uh, man, that's awesome. So, what formats did you guys play? And then one more mm-hmm. was like a nine iron that I missed. I was in the rough again. I think maybe I gotta judge the flyers because the flyers go extra far for me. I think I need to adjust better with that. Yeah, maybe because you just hit the ball far. That's really important to you. Like I feel like if I hit a flyer out of it, um, I don't doesn't really affect far. You. And so maybe it's like five or ten more yards. It's like a fifteen yard difference for me. Yeah, it's missing the green for sure. Like I, I flew the. It was a. I was one. 65 to the pin howling wind at this point now and i take nine iron and i flew it 175 into the wind I'm like what is going damn, dude. on dude it was 175 to the back and i just cleared the whole damn thing wow. and it's like right online um you know oh and a dude i hit a hybrid just straight out of bounds like that was another miss just like not even a shot at it yeah I don't know where it came from push cut i don't know i don't know where so that was part of my like whole thing so if we're kind of I'm not saying it's going to be perfection out mm-hmm. there. It never is. But there was a lot of shots that I left out on the table, especially the sky drivers and some of the missed clubs. And I got to get better at that. Um, it's just exciting to hear you shoot low 80s again. It was it was fun. Because and it's it was, been a battle. It Yeah, it definitely has been a bit of a battle. Um, but I'm staring at like 76 in the face on that course. When I was right. when I was playing, which I was is an all time score from there, dude. It's unbelievable. Because so to give you guys a little bit of a perspective, I'm at an eight handicap still, um, and I play from the blues, and I, you got me at a twelve handicap on that course. Damn. Yeah. So I shot technically two under today, and I lost all those golf balls, and I just wow. again just I think my I really hope the ball striking continues. Shout out that little video, Mark Crossfield, uh, that we were discussing last pod. Yeah, it's, it's kind of clicking. So, anyways, enough about me. It was fun. It was. Uh, it was. I like where my games at heading into the Bachelor weekend. Uh, we played a new format this time, along with Wolf. So we played Wolf, and that was going mm-hmm. on. We were throwing in some cash. Love that. Um, that was ten bucks. Your boy cleaned up there. Come on now. Come on, baby. So got some cash there. Um, I think I had like nine points, dude, at the end. Yeah. We must have played the Wolf wrong, wrong when I played my brother and Timmy because I molly whopped him by like 30. <laughs> I don't know how it, if you go so the way we played is if you go solo. So actually, let's give a quick little rundown here for guys that mm-hmm. have not played Wolf. Wolf is a really fun game. You can play it with three people or four. Right. Um, we always had four today. So you pick the order. You know, it's player one, two, three, four. Um, we're just going to keep it as numbers. I feel like that'll be right. easier that way. The number player one is Wolf. He tees off on number one. Then it goes two, three, four. Um, the guy that's Wolf gets to um, pick and choose their partner. Mm-hmm. But after player two hits, you know, and, and then player three hits, you can't pick player two anymore. So you have to decide what your partner is based off of their current shot. You can't see everyone then pick the favorite. Right. And you can either go lone wolf, correct? Exactly. Where there's double points. Exactly. And lone wolf, if you're a lone wolf and you win, that's three. Right. If you push, it's nothing. Uh-huh. But we played it as if you lose, then everyone gets one and you go one negative. Ah. So that's how we did it. No one actually right. goes lone wolf unless it's like a par three and like they're on the green putting for birdie. 
you know. Right. I went lone wolf almost every time, and I won. That's crazy. Um, what when I'm playing with Cam and Chris, and then John's, like, hitting the ball much, much better now, and he's, like, pretty solid. He was at a 20 today. Wow. So he's, so he's stroking on a lot of holes. So, you know, you put the guy in a situation, he's getting double. He's getting bogey, obviously. Bogey, par, you know, like it's it's almost every hole he's getting a stroke. So, um, question: If you go it. team and your team wins, how many points? Just one. So three, one, negative one, are mm-hmm. the scoring options. Exactly. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. So, so you won that. That's beautiful. won that. That was that was great. John was second with like six, I believe. Awesome. Like that. Um, what Chris get last? Yeah, I think he was bringing up the rear, maybe. Oh, see money. Chris and Cam were just scrapping over there. <laughs> oh, see money. <laughs> Chris played well. Uh, he shot seventy-seven. I don't know what Cam shot, but he, Cam was actually had like new clubs, new woods, new everything. You know, I'm like, okay, that's tough to come out here and like, you don't know how There's far. There's about new clubs where you just takes like an absurd, like a absurd amount of time to like get used to. I feel like I'm now finally getting to know my clubs and it's been like three years it's like ridiculous. i really know my clubs now and it makes it how good are pro golfers where every year they go brand new set and they're fine yeah i don't know it's cr- well they're always playing like blades to cavity bats i guess right. but like yeah it's it's crazy maybe they're always like launch monitors they keep like the shafts that are like that really they they, they get dialed in from year to year right but it's i'm cra- sure it's like almost the same club but it's crazy but it's crazy to me how they can just do that from year to year and just kind of bounce around i love it, the new wedge thing could you imagine having new wedges every time you play dude, so great that would be fantastic i would love all those new wedges especially i need, I need just, to regroove my wedges so bad yeah i know those they they um they stay good for a while but then they hit a point where it's like ooh. I feel mm-hmm. like I need to like redo these guys. Um, um, but so, what was the other game you guys played? The other of? format was really fun. Actually, he brought out Masters. It was called. Oh, I haven't played that, and I've never played it either. And it was fantastic. I loved it. What was it? So basically, it was a twenty dollars buy-in. Okay. And you had eighty dollars in the pot, and mm-hmm. then it's broken up into three whole tournament segments: stroke play. Whoa, okay. So. so you play holes one through three. Whoever wins that little mini tournament will take $10. Holes four through six, whoever plays the lowest, you know, takes the next $10. And you do that all the way until the last three holes, mm-hmm. and that is called the Masters. And at that point, the pot's now worth 30 because there's five little mini tournaments. And the only way to play in the Masters is you need to win one of those five little mini games. That's so sick. It is really fun. And also, I will have to say this, if you have one bad hole or two bad holes in a row, no big deal. Right. You're right back in at the next three holes. And that, to me, was really fun. Maybe that pulled me out of my little like five-hole little slump that I had. Right, because you're like, whatever, I'm going to need to win a mask. I'm like, i got to figure it out, get my swing back, and i got to like you know put the pedal on. So I came I'm going to ask you some questions here. Sure. So if you win a hole, mm-hmm. like, let's say you win three, so you get $10. So it's not... Wait, wait. Sorry, sorry, when, sorry. When, so win a little segment, mini, little mini, mini tournament. Game. Yeah. If you win a mini tournament, you get $10. Mm-hmm. And then the Masters, obviously everyone makes the Masters, right? Because everyone at least wins one mini segment or mini game. You would hope. Cam had a scrap, and he had a, he won the last, he won the fifth oh, mini tournament. Man. Yeah. Okay, so if you win, let's say you win multiple 
Do you get ranked higher? Is there any advantage to that? There's no advantage. It's no, just a buy-in. Okay. It's just essentially the buy If you don't win one of those mini tournaments, Chris said you can buy your way in and pay another $10 to go play. Uh, when did you figure this game out? It's fantastic. It is the funnest game. When you pair that up with Wolf, it was all time today as far as like mini games go. It was a blast because you had like the team play, you had like the strategy, and then you also had like your own like individual like stroke play. We should do masters when we go out to your bachelor party for pop stroke. That would be a lot of fun. That would be a lot of fun. Yeah. That you, would be sick. You can do it for everyone. So when we're playing pop stroke, I yeah. want to do a little masters. I love that. Turning by in. I wanted to to talk some sort of like little game or something like that when we go to mini putt putt i think that would be a lot of fun um we can talk about that later but and discuss it but um yeah dude the masters was a really really cool game that i've never played before so i ended Shout up out to that yeah it, it was it was sick really fun so Absolutely. i won the first two Ooh. middle little mini tournaments because i was even through six uh-huh Man was feeling it out here, and then I also won the final Masters. You won the Masters too. I did. <laughs> My man cleaned up today. Did you even pay for golf? So it's that's what so you won fifty dollars in Masters. Yeah, I got sixty bucks. Whoa. Yeah, and then you won Wolf too. Yep. How much was that? Oh, sorry, sixty total. I got. Okay, so you got fifty for Masters, ten for Wolf. Yep. And how much was the round? Seventy-five. Ooh, a little yeah. fifteen dollar round today, dude. It was it was all time. Awesome, dude. That's so so, great. so very very fun. And uh, again, thanks, Chris, for taking us out there. It's always a privilege. Shout out, Chris. I yeah. can't wait to get back out there and play that with you guys because that sounds all time. Um, speaking of some more golf coming up, I wanted to touch on. We got some big things coming up in our personal lives here. Um, Andrew's bachelor party is coming up here what, on what? Tuesday. <laughs> um, is going to be unreal. Um, we're going to Phoenix and Scottsdale, playing some amazing golf out there. Um, we're going to go skeet shooting. We're going to go yeah. to a place called Pop Stroke, which is Tiger Woods' putt-like little fun mini, zone. Yeah, a little mini golf. Um, we got a sick Airbnb with cornhole, like... Ping pong, like a little putting green in the back. It's got a grill. Pool. It's got a pool. Yeah, dude, it's got it all. We're uh, we're grilling up some meats, hanging out, and the main thing, which I'm super, one of the main things I'm super excited for, is we're gonna kick it on Saturday and watch the Masters golf all day. Sports betting is gonna be fine because it's, it's legal be out time. there. We're gonna get the boys. So I mean, we're just looking forward to that. Is it weird at all coming up to this? I know when I was planning and in the midst of all this. Um, I mean, your bachelor party is a lot closer to your wedding than mine was, but still, it's uh, kind of a reality check in a way. A little bit. I think, um, well, one, Katie picked up her dress on Saturday. Wow. So, like, she said that really hit her. If I felt like it kind of hit me as well because we went to go pick up, like, we went to go get my suit, right. go get you a shirt at Groom's Grotto. Um, I feel like it kind of hit me there, too. You know, and obviously, like, finalizing the seating chart and doing this and, like, you know, finalizing, like, the music. Like, everything's getting finalized, and now it's, like, we're in the same month as, like, our, mm -hmm. you know, wedding date. And now that she had her bachelorette, our and then my bachelor party is coming up, like, this week. It's all, yes, it is all clicking in, but it's not anything that's, again, for me, 
I don't know, maybe it has, I'm very much like a very uh, last second, like if stressor, if there is a person that's kind of like, if I were to ex- explain myself, I don't really get wound up about a situation. Until it's happening. And, exactly. Until right. it's like right then and there. Which is great. Cause it's just me. That's what um, anxiety happens from. It's future tripping. Mm. So like, you don't really have a lot of anxiety about certain things because you're future tri- you're not future tripping a lot gotcha um which is like the worry of if if this happens or if something goes wrong mm-hmm. where you're kind of just like now i'm in the moment and now i'm nervous um yeah dude, it's really fucking exciting it's really really exciting to be out in this bachelor party with you i'm really excited not to be the one getting married <laughs> I'm so excited just to go have a weekend and drink and just go hang celebrate out. with my buddy and not have to worry about like talking to a thousand people and we're keeping a real tight knit dude. It's gonna be a good little like seven crew that's going. Um, but no, to go back on your point mm-hmm. about feeling a little bit of stress, I do feel a little bit of the stress because of the magnitude of which a wedding brings. Right, and you kind of know that feeling too. It's. It's like the amount of people. So it's much all bigger the, than it should ever be. Yeah. Um, I would. That's a good way of putting it. Because it shouldn't be that stressful, but because it's, I feel like maybe it's all riding on like, not just Katie and I, but like, you know, immediate family to like put on and host a bunch of people. And yeah. that's a little, str- that's a little stressful because you want it to go as perfect as possible. Obviously, it's not going to be perfect. There's you got to plan for something to pop up, but I think it's that added pressure of having to like host and having to like make everything like as perfect as possible because you only get one shot at this thing, you know. Yeah, and it's it's sad that there's that much pressure on like women as well. It's some women. It's like the biggest event they're gonna have. Um, like luckily. Um, for me, like Madison, like was very excited and very wanting to do all that stuff. I wouldn't say it was like her, like some girls like dream of this. Like I'm sure she did, but this wasn't like her, like wasn't a bridezilla. It wasn't her end all be all. Um, I would be tough for me if it was, cause it would just add so much more pressure. Sure. It just, um, there's just way too much pressure on all of it. It is for weird. For something as simple as like, yeah, I love you, you love me, cool, we're together forever now. I think it's because you have it because there's, I mean, there's money involved and there's a lot of people and like there's a lot of moving parts. But at the very, very basis of it, I don't, I think that's a good shout out and something that we've like held on to. And I feel like, you know, for couples going through this, maybe is just being like, yeah, it's just about our love. Like, and that's, that's, that's it. And like, Whatever comes of it, whatever people think about it, you know, it's just we're doing it our way. We want to do it this way. And then let's hope that we have the support to do it that way. So right. I think that's a good way to hang your hat on that because um, it's it's easy to lose sight of that because there is so much that's going on with the food, with the flowers, with the music, with the seating chart, with you know, it's just like cards and like there's so many little things that you can like get super stressed out about. Yeah, it's, it's so easy. It's so easy to lose sight of what the purpose of this could be. Um, and also, Mass and I are like, I'm personally, for whatever reason, really uncomfortable with like showing affection 
in a loving way to my like wife sure. in public settings. Sure. And people are like banking on that. There's people who go there and like, oh, look at the look how much they love each other and touch and they can't keep a hit and they look kiss at the you. first dance. Right. And, like <laughs> and it's just not me. I don't know. Yeah. I, I we don't do PDA. We don't like yeah. goo goo gaga talk each other in public. Yeah, there's a lot of X factors and like and again, what I had a lot of stress for me because I'm like, well, why does people think I'm not? Because I'm not like all over my wife. They're gonna be like, this guy is miserable, or like, oh, I'm so stressed out and I don't look like I'm again into it. Again, it's it's, it's just another one of those things where it's like, no, I like we know our way of loving each other, right? And, and I think we, that's no, a really cool way. We don't of need doing to, it. we don't need to change that. So. Yeah, just um, do you out there. I think that's a great yeah. little tip. Oh, one little tip for if I can give you one let's for a wedding. Yeah, let's hear it. Um, someone told Madison and I, and we implemented it. After you say I your I do's and you walk down the aisle, is there a room where you both get ready at or where she gets ready at? Like after the wedding or before the wedding, sorry, like a like a bridal suite. She's got a bridal suite. Okay. And After. we have our like groomsmen suite. So pick whatever suite you want, probably the bridal suite. And after the wedding, after I do, have like me or your wedding planner bring you a couple cocktails and just give yourself twenty minutes in that bridal suite alone. Okay. Did you guys do that? We did it. And it was Oh, I didn't know that. Like after we got done with the wedding, we walked upstairs. It wasn't twenty minutes. Do ten, do five. Just give yourself some time alone. To like process what you guys just did, mm. like it was really cool because Matt and I were like so nervous up there. Like the guy's saying words, I don't even know. What he's, he's got saying. a he's got a microphone. You got to follow and right. say everything that he says. You're like, wait, what? I got to say these words, right? right now? Like I'm worried about like <laughs> the ring. Whams, you know, don't lock your knees up. Don't pass out. Don't say the wrong thing. Stop sweating so much. I'm so. I, I mean, I I was nervous up there. All I did, had to do was hold the ring. And not pass out. <laughs> right. And it's um, after we got done, we said, I do. We sprinted back up the aisle. I think we fully had like um, a moment to ourselves. And it was pretty cool. Okay. Nice. That's it a good It was a nice way to, and it's so important some cocktails. Yeah. Like knock on the door, like, yo, here's some cocktails. You take that 10 minutes to kind of like, let's go, let's go have some fun. Right. Let's like. It's wow. like our day. Like, let's go celebrate. Right. Like, the, I can't believe we did it. I'm so glad that's done. Like, because you know, when you go downstairs, it's going to be bananas. It's going to be mayhem. Everyone's right. going to be like, congratulating. See like, like, see you later. See her later. Like, that you guys are getting pulled left and right. Yeah. You see each okay. other on the dance floor. Love it, dude. Just that, like, 10 minutes of, like, that, mm, just that little touch of, wow, we don't ever have to talk about wedding stuff again. <laughs> it's just so special to both and, of you. Yeah, that's cool. Because now you're, you get all this time back. Sure. It's like, wow, we, we have all, like, now we can just party. <laughs> like, we don't ever have to. It's so funny because it's, it's such a little part of the wedding is, like, the ceremony. It lasts, like, 15 minutes. Right. And that's at the very beginning. You're like, great. No, we got six hours to just hang out, have a meal, talk to people, get cocktails, party. Right. It's going to be a blast, dude. That's a good shout, man. I like um, that. Really, really cool. I have someone told us to us, and it was my favorite part of the wedding, um, just because it was so special, because it was just, you know, so much added stress on it for her and I on that time um, with the apartment flooding and yada, yada, yada. It was just so nice to be like, wow, we did it. 
Yeah. It was cool. Um, Love that, Anyway, uh, something about wanting to celebrate something as well is Laker basketball. Mm. I know it's a little bit of a weird transition between getting married and basketball. I mean, we're in we're in the thick of it over but, here, and Lakers are in the trenches and mm. really fighting for that sixth spot, and we cannot be happier. If we are in the playoffs, teams should be scared. If AD keeps playing the way AD is playing, LeBron comes back more healthy. He looks like he's still... He's going to find his rhythm a little bit, you know? Find his rhythm. Um, we're playing lights out ball right now, and we are deep. Um, shout out to just the effort of the Lakers right now. It's so much fun to see. Wife and I are fully locked in, watching majority of the games, if not every single one of them, checking the score, checking what's going on. Huge games Wednesday against the Clippers. Um, I heard a rumor that other teams are actively like throwing games against certain teams in the playoffs to try to keep the Lakers out of it. Wait, really? The Nuggets, I guess, sat like two or three of their stars against the Pelicans and lost on like a rest day. Well, you're not going to keep us out of it. We're like now looking, we're staring but like this six, like seven, eight spots. This spot. was early when we were like okay. 10, 9, floating out of it at one point. But anyways, shout out Laker ball. People um, should be scared of us. We're deep. We got a lot of dogs. We got we some got shooters. A lot of heart we, right now. Yeah, we do. Some defense. And you don't want to see LeBron in the playoffs. No, he turns into a different beast. You really don't want to see LeBron in the playoffs, and you really don't no. want to see an AD that's like motivated. Because this could be the this could be either a dynasty after this with the certain pieces they have, or it can end in disaster and the team gets blown up again. Potentially. Uh, that's a very real possibility of everyone leaving besides AD. I think AD is probably going to be a Laker for the rest of his life. Um, unless he decides not to or we trade him. Um, I think this is a big, big, big push for the Lakers here. I think they need to make the playoffs. They need to get themselves back into that place again. Um, Do they play? Um, I, I should have looked at the schedule. Do they play tomorrow, Monday? I don't think they play tomorrow. It would actually make sense if they play tomorrow because then they get Tuesday off, Wednesday game. Okay. So they probably play tomorrow night. Um, I know Wednesday is the Clippers. And let me tell you, I couldn't be more excited for that game. That's going to be great. We're going to be I finishing up. I can't wait up. to play Russ, give them the L. Hopefully they take another loss and we put them into the play-in and we take their spot. Oof. Oh. You know who's? You know that game's going to get rowdy, too, because Chris is a big-time Clippers fan, and we're going to be coming fresh off of 36 on Wednesday. Oh. Prime to watch that game. I, Chris is a Clippers fan. Is just so sad to me. I don't understand it. Well, he doesn't win. So. He just doesn't. <laughs> it, I just <laughs> so don't understand how is. you guys, the Clippers, can talk shit when you guys can't win a Western Conference championship game. They they can't even get past the Western Conference finals. Yeah, it's tough. They have no banners. They take they cover up all the banners when you're in Staple or crypto for the Lakers. I'm so excited <laughs> they're going to go get their own stadium so they can fill it full of nothing. <laughs> it's just a giant hell. <laughs> it's like the ugliest. Oh, it's sorry. like they're worse than the Angels. Sorry, Clips. At least the Angels won a World Series. Keep trying. Yeah, they did. At least the Angels got there. And, and it was all time back in like 02. I know. 02 was <laughs> unreal, dude. The Orange County was buzzing in 02. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. I remember just losing my mind. We actually just watched the highlights at my uh, new job recently in the 02 uh, World Series. Um, awesome, man. Um, 
So we'll keep you guys updated there because we're, we're really excited about the team. We hope we go far. We hope we make the playoffs and make a little li- late yeah. push. Especially like your basketball highlights about playoff basketball be unreal. Yeah. Um, let's touch on a little bit about the Masters, buddy, and we'll go into our sports betting and then our three worst here. Love um, it, dude. Masters weekend. Best tournament in golf? That's such a it's such a hard loaded question. E- yes, I could say yes. I could say yes. I would say it carries the most weight. Yeah, and the one, the only exception maybe is the U.S. Open. Yeah, for for me, I love the U.S. Open because you play in the toughest conditions, and it's brutal. So I love watching that. But the most celebrated and decorated is the Masters. It is the pinnacle of the open major championships just the history of it being how being able to have the winners dinner with a past champion yeah. championship dinner sorry where being you held at, being held at the same course mm-hmm. every single year it's, it's always pristine yeah it's playing longer this year so there's some new looks to it which will be fun to watch um the greens are always just like glass they're lightning fast yeah and they're super firm and, uh, you know, it's this gorgeous golf course. And also, this is also something that maybe doesn't get touched on enough, but golf has a lot of commercials in your everyday tournament. Oh, yeah. The Masters, I don't even think they have, like, they have maybe, like, a six-hour broadcast. There's maybe a commercial an hour. Really? I didn't. And it's I fantastic, that. dude. Check it out. It's, it's different because they, like, they cover it. They pay for all this. Like, I don't know how they do it. But they cover all of like the advertising and stuff like that, so that you can mm. just see more coverage, more shots. You see a little bit more of every single player, and it, they cover it really well um, through television. And it feels like you can actually see what's going on in the tournament instead of just following the top like four or five, six guys in a tournament. Mm. So again, just a really fun, really cool tournament, and the sports betting is going to be fantastic out there. Um, shout out AZ for actually having some sports betting to be legal. Yeah, it's going to be so much fun to be able to throw out some top 25 wins. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man, that's uh, it's one of my favorite. There's some awesome, you know, highlights from Tiger Woods playing it. Um, you know, Hideki won it that one year and his caddy bowed to the course. There's just pivotal moments in this golf course that just echo through time. And it's um, pretty what is, epic. What is, uh, do you have a favorite championship like moment. year or like moment or like something you can shout out on Masters? Probably or when Tiger Masters? Woods won it the most recent time. Yeah, back in 19. Um, My God, that I think was we special. watched it, we touched on it Sunday at Lazy Dog Cafe because we were going apartment shopping, me, you, and Katie, when we were toying with the idea of us three moving in together. Mm hmm. And we were like, just happy. We've like completely forgot. Like, this is when we just got, I think you just got back from the States mm-hmm. or from England. You were just kind of getting, I think we weren't really watching the Masters. I, I know I wasn't, but I caught yeah. Saturday and Sunday because Tiger was in the lead leading into that. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yo, Tiger's leading Saturday. This is insane or whatever. He's in the hunt. And I just, I just remember the mass crowd following him down 18. Yeah, it's just unreal. And just, then, like, you know, then you have Jim Nance calling out the famous, the return to glory when he knocks in that putt. And you're mm. just like, whoa. He, yeah, moment in history. He did it. 
Um, when he shouldn't have. When it was absolutely... Everyone was writing him off. It was crazy. And um, I really hope he can play well again out there. Just uh, give it a last... I don't know how many more he's got. Uh, my over-under says about two more. This one, maybe one more, I think is probably his yeah. last go at he's it. He's going to keep going until he can't play anymore, I guess. You know, I mean, that's true, because the really cool thing about this is if you won past championships, you can play as many times as you want. He did say, though, that if he does not feel competitive, he will not play. That's what he says. Yeah, that's what you say. Right, until you are not really competitive anymore. You're like, ooh, but I, but I can go play the Masters right. for a couple of days. Exactly. And maybe give myself a shot at making some extra cash. Mm-hmm. Because I'm Tiger Woods, and you never know if I wake up on the wrong side of the bed. I might just fuck around and win this thing. If Tiger Woods is ever in it, and he's like a Freddie Couple or a VJ singing it, I'm throwing 10 bucks on Tiger every time. Why not? Just fun. Let the man ride. I bet you that man wakes up on the wrong side of the bed, and I don't think ever Max Homa could handle that pressure. And it's a different sort of crowd. People talk about it, too, the guys on the PGA Tour. They always say, oh, my God, I'm paired up with Tiger. One, it's the intimidation factor, but two, it's how rowdy the crowds get because they're not used to playing in front of 7,000 people on every single hole. Screaming at you. You suck. Yeah. Get him, Tiger. Scream, like, I mean, egging Tiger on. Like yeah. He, Tiger is riding that win. Mm-hmm. It's unreal. Um, unreal stuff here, buddy. Let's um, let's give the people a little taste in our betting choices this weekend and round out for the three was here. Why don't you give everybody an update on how we're looking? So I ended up going a um, little first pick because I am coming off a little bit of like a soft W from the WGC. Yeah. And, um, you know, starting off here, you guys know the drill. Top 15, 16 through 40, rest of the field. I had first pick here. And uh, I ended up grabbing the guy that should not be overlooked, and it's and it's Scotty Scheffler. Yeah, just roll off your other uh your your three. I yeah. think Scotty Scheffler is the man's coming off of a dominant win last year, and his game this year looks just as tidy. Yeah, oh, I love that word, tidy for him. It's real tidy. Um, yeah, I really am bummed me pick Scotty because I probably would have my pick. It's just it's just too good. I would have you know. Yeah, it's, Rory was great as well, but I just don't think Rory has it right now. It's a bummer, actually. Though. When he was driving it really well mm-hmm. at the WGC, that was really reassuring to me. Um, the putting is shout, there, shout out Rory. Yeah, he did put that new putter in the bag. So hopefully he finds it. Hopefully and Rory, it, I would love to see a Rory win. Don't get me if wrong. If he completes the career Grand Slam, that would make it. That would make his career because there's only been a handful of golfers that have done it. Um, that would be really special. So I would love to see him win. But um, for me, I just think, the the overwhelming favorite right here is just is Scotty Scheffler, um, and then I move over to a guy that you actually had last week, or sorry, a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. um, coming off a win, and it's Sam Burns played unreal at WGC. The man's game is uh, rock solid, hitting the ball really well, tee to green, and I think he's a really clutch putter. Yeah, he makes putts when he needs to, and he makes them often, um, and he's going to need a lot of that. Uh, for the Masters here. And then I got a guy, a little bit of a sleeper here, uh, routing up my roster. Um, had to go with this guy. I felt like he had the best opportunity to maybe make a push up the field because he made a great charge at the U.S. Open last year, and that's mm-hmm. Mito Pereira. Also a fan of him from the swing, but a live guy, which, you know, you got to do what you got to do. But Mito, I feel like, is awesome, young, I mean, we have. I haven't seen any of him since he left for live, so hopefully he comes back and does well for you. 
Um, love your top three, buddy. I think your top two picks are unreal. Uh, we, you know, the when we get down to that bottom half of that third, you might as well just close your eyes and pick a number. Sure. Because it's so hard to figure out what you think. And you also have an honorable mention, which is new we're doing. This is fun. We decided, because it's the Masters, we're going to throw in a little bit of a curveball here, and we're going to grab one of the seniors that are coming back and playing in the tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, the way we're scoring that, if the senior makes the cut, everyone just moves up a spot. Right. Which so is really cool. If your senior makes the cut and Sam Burns is in 10th, He's now in ninth. Sky is in fourth. He's now in third. Mm-hmm. And um, so and, I so I snagged yeah. Vijay Singh for that Love little that, uh, dude. for that honorary mention. He, um, right he could come out and really do. He could make a cut. He could still play, dude. Right. So you just have to hope that some other people blow it. Which you got Mickelson out there. Who knows? You know he blows it all the time. <laughs> that guy bugs me. Did you hear yeah, uh, dude, his comment about um, the Masters recently? No. What is he saying about the Masters? So he. Um, they asked him, you know, is there any pressure coming back to the Masters after you've been there in a couple of years, yada, yada, yada. He's like, no, not really. Just when you play and live, it just holds no way anymore. Because liver just, you know, holds oh more weight. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Phil, dude. Just Phil, blindly following Liv because he's paying him, they're paying him a bag. Phil might as well just gotten his history book. Phil to Phil Mickelson. Maybe one of the most beloved golfers in the PGA Tour history. Go ahead and grab that history book of Phil and throw it right in the fire. <laughs> that man blew his career up. If you want, if you want to go back and look at the first time that Phil won the Masters, I've never seen the white man jump higher in my entire life. I didn't even see that. I have to watch that. That's so his funny. logo. Oh, his really? logo now. <laughs> yes, it's his logo. I'm pretty sure. I didn't know that. It's um. It's sad because like he won that um I forget what it was he won. It was not the P- it was the PGA Tour Championship or it was the Open at Ocean Course. Oh, you're talking recently when he won yeah. it at 50? Yeah. Oh, uh, shoot. Was it the US Open? Is that or the PGA Championship? Let's call it the US Open. Okay. At the Ocean Course. Okay. It um, sounds like you got a good you got a good finger on it, so. I don't. We're just going to call it that way. Okay. When he did that, I thought, there it is, dude. There's your stamp. You're in the history books for all time. You can be as quirky and as weird as you look now. Dude looks dude looks weird. Dude looks like he takes ungodly amount of money and just looks like he's so unhappy. Doesn't look healthy in the face. Yeah. The Mayuka honey he drinks isn't helping with his coffee. It, the dude <laughs> needs to figure it out because you burned your, you burned your history book. And now you'll go down as the guy that nobody likes, and that's awful. It's not worth money. Tell me how you really feel about Phil. Damn. I, I just <laughs> like, I don't understand. No, I don't know what he's doing either. I mean, it's very clear that he just is really reaching for something and is following money just so blindly. Is That's what, is what it comes off at what as. Point, at what point do you say, I'm good? At what point do you say, I already got... He probably doesn't have that much money anymore because he loses it all. He gambling. he just gambles it all away, I guess. But I don't know, dude. Okay, well we're getting sidetracked. Anyway, so my top three. So let me yeah, let me hear yours, dude. My top three. I went number one. A man who hasn't been playing well recently, but top two, three golfer in the world when he's playing decently uh, is Rom. Um, mm-hmm. Wait, Rom. Haven't gotten Rom all year. I don't think any of us have. 
Nope, we haven't. I we neither of us we've both left Scotty and Rom off the table. But um I do think that, you know, this is something that we need to grab the best golfer for this situation. Yeah. Um we definitely need to. I wrote down my second man. I don't remember who I picked. Yeah, you grab, you. you grab a little, yeah. Fitz, you grab a little Fitzy boy. Yeah, Matt Fitzpatrick. Uh, I wrote it down, but obviously my chicken scratch looks like an A. <laughs> so I wrote like alt and not Matt. Um, Matt Fitzpatrick. I just saw a picture of his green book my brother sent me. Yeah, Dude's a dude. nerd. And if someone comes out and is nerding out like that, I always love their chances. So hopefully he can put it together. Um, I think we've touched on it before, but he records. Yeah. Every single shot he's ever hit in his entire life from the age of like age of like twelve, I believe. Or yeah, something he's like he's that. an absolute nerd, and I love that. So hopefully he puts it together this weekend. And a man who can just come out there and do great. I don't expect him to win it, but maybe hopefully make a cut is Gary Woodland for me. Mm-hmm. Um, love me some Gary Woodland. Always cheer for him when I see him playing well. Uh, my honorable mention: um, a guy who my dad's favorite golfer is. One of the smoothest swings in the PGA Tour history. I, mean, I don't think I'm, Freddie I don't, Couples. I don't think a soul on earth dislikes Fred Couples. Dude, Fred Couples is all time my dad's favorite golfer. I was like, why do you like Fred Couples so much? And you watch his golf swing, and that thing is butter. It's still butter. You know, he led the uh, tour average in driving distance for a couple of years with that swing. That's so unreal. Yeah. And when you swing hits that it well, it's just ridiculous. Kids, he hits it a mile when he was back in the day when he was like swinging oh, it, dude. So cool. Um, love that picture. Love our list. Love the men- and also, I think it's really cool the mentoring that happens. It's like it's the tradition. It's the masters, like you know the you know the dinner and the mentoring. I think it's just really cool. Love everything it stands for. Love the TV time. Um, yeah, can't dude, wait lo- to bring it down a bit more. We might throw a bonus episode, a little inside baseball here. When we get out there after our rounds to recap them, let everyone know how we're doing. Um, be soon to tune into that. Hopefully uploaded Friday or Saturday. Um, this episode should be out Thursday. But we're going to get into our three worst here. Yeah. And dude, honor let's the get Masters. right into it. And the honor of the Masters, they're famous for a pimento cheese sandwich. We're doing the three worst sandwiches, which is hard because I like sandwiches about as much as I like donuts. <laughs> There's not much uh, in between for me that I don't like with sandwiches, but I found some ones here I absolutely hate. Why don't you lead us off here, buddy? I'm in the same boat as you, dude. Um, sandwiches, I could eat them every day. So Every he, day. So here are the ones that I find myself... I mean, I, I there's not a sandwich I dislike, so let's mm-hmm. not like get it twisted with this list because I know I'm going to catch some heat and hands from you. Right. So here's number three. And I will have to say, this is it's a staple for just about everyone, but it's not something I'm I'm going to often, but we'll go to it mm-hmm. if it's there. Mm-hmm. And that's the PB and J for me. Yeah. I'm gonna do uh, I'm gonna stop interrupting your list when you're saying it, and I'm gonna give you my feelings at the end of no, it. No, 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 it's fine. You can roast me all you want. I will have to say the uncrustables are different. Okay, like that's great. And I'm just talking if an Encrustable is not there, normal PB&J, because the Encrustable is just jacked full of sugar and it's right. just deliciousness. It's just unreal. That's why I had to slot it in my three. Okay. It's just not something I'm ever really going to. If I'm just yeah. going like, yeah, okay, there it is. Mm-hmm. Rip the Band-Aid off. It I was, it's hard to put it there, but I really don't have any other sandwich to put there other than PB&J because I'm not 
the biggest fan anyways. Right. Shout out to those homemade Gucci places where you walk in, they stamp out PB and J Smuckers for you out of white bread. Yeah, those they did are, in LA. Fire. I'm sure. <laughs> Fire. <laughs> so good. You had to snack one of those. Fire. And I do not blame you one bit, dude. A little gourmet PB and J. Um, here's my number two slot, and it pains me to put it here um, because it has such nostalgia for me. But it, again, it's a sandwich that I'm no longer going to because I actually have some taste buds now. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Let me hear it. Let me hear it. It's the bologna sandwich. Wow. Yeah. Uh, there's two. no doubt for me there. There are places. Okay. I'll, I'll give you uh, something here. Um, I'm talking raw dog, like right below the package. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oscar Mayer, not great with mustard and white bread. I don't care what you say; it's, it's trash. It's not great. It's, it's, trash. it's not bringing a lot here. No, just throw some sliced cured ham on it and call it a day. What's your number one, buddy? <laughs> that comment is really going to make this one is going to be tough. It's 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 the ham and cheese. Wow, I don't know. I'm talking like non-elevated, just very simple ham and cheese. I'm going to any other meat. The ham and cheese is like last. What other I meat mean, is there? Turkey, turkey, roast beef. Roast beef? Salami. Roast beef anything. out of a package might as well be just wet cardboard. It's bad. It's not as bad as the ham out of the like resealable like packages, dude. Like Black Forest yeah. ham, dude. I mean, it's all it's all just all, out of those packages. Deli meat should just go away completely. Yeah, you know, it's bad. And you have to get it sliced behind the counter or like a really good. I'm not even a big meat. like just cured ham lover, mm-hmm. of like or sweet ham like that. It's just not really my vibe. I don't go to it. I'm going turkey all day, all the way for it, and <laughs> like it's just like one of those sandwiches I never go to turkey. ever. <laughs> It just yeah. does, it just doesn't make my it just it's never in my rotation ever. Yeah. PB and J is yeah. a bologna or a fried bologna sandwich. It could potentially be in the rotation. Ham and cheese never in the rotation for me. Wow, dude, that's unreal. Um, it's a bummer to say, and like it it hurts me a little bit because I know how popular ham and cheese is. It's just not in my rotation though, and right. I, that's why it's just got to be number one for me. Right. I um shout out to Mister Witt for the deli sandwiches at lunchtime. That basically got <laughs> those, me through football. Those, those, those sandwiches are were all time. unbelievable. Because he would go to the deli all slicer time. like counter. He get the boar's head turkey roast beef, you know, and those those were those are special sandwiches. Those were really good. And the mustard man, that man knew how to put his foot in a sandwich, Mister <laughs> Witt. Um. <laughs> Overall, I think your list was understandable for you. The, Again, I got to pull it to me. The ham and cheese in number one is just really, really rough. I know it's rough. The the I know it's rough. The peabody and jelly at third, I can understand because like it's I get it for you. Um, let me uh, let me give you my three here because it's going to okay. hurt you deeply. I already know where you're going with yeah. this. Yeah. So number three for me is something. If I'm at, I only get at a diner and I'm never touching it because I'd rather have a French dip, would be a patty melt. Interesting. I, you can have some banger patty melts, though. Yeah, but, but it's, like, not, it's, it's not just something. hamburger. Okay. Typical patty melts, rye bread, hamburger, onion, and condiments. See, that's enough for me to, like, keep it out of the, the three worst. Yeah, but, like, I, to me, it's like I never would get that because just okay. get a cheeseburger. Okay. Good point. All good points. Just get a cheeseburger. Like, yeah. Because your rye bread just makes like a, I feel like a bum. 
feel like a bum eating a oh, pa- see, I like rye bread. Like a patty melt feel like a bum. Like a <laughs> like a I don't know what it is about that rye bread that okay. sometimes gets me on it. Number two is same as you, buddy, bologna. Uh, my bologna oh, has nice. a first name and I'm never touching it. Wow. Yeah, I don't I don't like bologna. There's places now in like Brooklyn, I've seen other places that cure and make their own bologna. And I'm sure that is. And I'm way sure go. that's way different than what we're talking about. Yes. Um, we're talking just your very staple, very like, you know, if you're going to go to a sandwich shop mm-hmm. that's very run in the mill and you get a bologna sandwich, it's not making it in the rotation. Yeah. My number one um, is awful. It's not a sandwich. Is should just be put away for the all of time. It reeks to high heaven. It makes everyone breast smell bad. It makes young kids throw up. It's the tuna salad sandwich. Yeah, I knew you were going there. What about the tuna melt? Tuna melt, tuna salad, <laughs> anything tuna in it, and between two slices of bread. We know where you stand with the with get the it out of here. We know you where you stand with the fish. Get it out of here. The fish flavor, dude. And dude, I, a tuna sandwich. I can have a tuna sandwich every single day. Awful. Every it's single awful. day because it's, it's never good special. tuna. It's out of the can. You throw mayo in it. And you somehow call that a sandwich. It's fantastic. It's awful. It's just my, it's my it, niche right it, there. <laughs> it reeks to all hell. Like, if you bring a tuna salad sandwich into the workplace, there's a special place in hell for you. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> it's the same people who put fish in a microwave at a workplace. Some things you can't do. Don't bring a tuna salad sandwich on an airplane, <laughs> and don't bring. And then if you can't travel with your sandwich, it's not a sandwich. I'm also gonna lump in all salad sandwiches. I'm talking egg salad as yeah. well as up there. I was about to say, where the hell is the egg salad sandwich? Get it up there as well. I, I didn't want to go. I am on go tuna melt egg salad tuna salad sandwich. <laughs> so I lumped them all together. Anything tuna and anything salad. Up there for sandwiches with me. And that's all I got to say about that. Yeah. I knew where that list was going. That's the logical pick for like the vast majority of people. I'm just a sick, twisted human that's got supposedly developed taste buds like that I'm claiming. Right. And I, I mean, love the egg salad sandwich and I love a we, tuna we salad were, sandwich. Me and Timmy, fun, fun story here. We were, my, uh, for whatever reason, my mom decided to make egg salad sandwiches, um, which was, Awful choice by her. And you're like, what? What? Like, mom, you never cook. You, you don't also cook. Do the egg salad sandwich. And you know, I don't eat eggs, and Timmy doesn't eat eggs, and they are hyped. My mom's boyfriend and her are hyped on these egg salad sandwiches they made for us. We're sitting outdoors. It's gonna be a nice day. Me and Timmy are excited to hang out, and we sit down to egg salad sandwiches, and you might as well thought a bomb went off in our house. <laughs> I'm I'm refusing to eat it. And somehow they break me down, and I start to try it, and I get through like a half a sandwich. Timmy is refusing to touch it, and they are getting angrier and angrier at him. So he finally takes a bite, and he yaks all over the table. Oh, my God. So they learned real quick the Swain brothers do not mess around when it comes to no <laughs> and food, because we'll either poop ourselves or we'll throw up. 
Those are the two options you're gonna get yeah. with us. Yeah, if it's not exaggerating, no, you, you can you can tough through just about anything, but some tough food, rough food like that, Mm-mm. it's not your jam. You can't no, it's do not it. my jam. I will have to say the egg salad sandwich. Shout out, Mama Wit. You make a hell of an egg salad sandwich, <laughs> and especially sorry. when they're like wrapped in like the plastic wrap, and they're like half cold, like in the white squishy bread. It's just I don't all know, time. dude. It's yeah for me, it's all time. You know, my mom makes a hell of right, like so amazing. Every time she makes it, I'm super excited. It's homemade mac and cheese. Ooh, yeah, she has a, a really great homemade mac and cheese. Shout out Vicky. So how to get it out there? You know, the cooking back in the day was touch and go. Now I would say she's really solid in the kitchen. There you go. Which is super exciting. It's always fun to go cook with her. She made her homemade bread for us one time. Homemade Fire. bread. Fire. Wow. She's whipping like, a little country, little country loaf from Vicky out Whoa. there. Look at her stepping up to the big leagues over <laughs> it was, here. It's always fun to see her cook now. Anyways, buddy, hell of an episode. You're going to be hearing us a lot more this week. Hopefully another episode coming up. Um, you know, all our shouts out to John, Madison, Jake for helping us out, cover our audio and Madison with media and all that good stuff. Give them a follow, guys. Please. You know, you know where to find them. It's in the description now. Please, we figured please. it all out. We, so. It's in there. You don't have any excuses. Remember, we're on Podbean, our website, In the Cabbage, um, In the Cabbage on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes. Um, look us up. We're there. You got anything for the people, buddy? Nah, dude, you covered it, man. I'm just really excited to get out there for the bachelor party, play some golf with the boys. Oh, yeah. Hang out with all the dudes, go clay shooting, and just, you know, have a great weekend here. And we'll and you're going to be hearing from us uh, real shortly here. We're going to do gonna do a quick little recap. Oh, yeah. Of our golf. All right. Well, you know who we are. We're in the cabbage. And just a reminder, keep swinging. <laughs>